0: This is ESPN Radio.
1: I have never talked more about the New York Jets in my entire life. <laughs> and Way to we start are still- the show, Amber.
0: Way to be like energetic,
2: <gasps> I'm excited. It's Hump Day. Let's get through the week. Instead, it's like I've never talked more about the Jets in my entire life.
1: I mean, how many weeks are we away still from the NFL season? We're still over a month away. But a lot and of I stuff have has never happened. Talked more about the Jets. This is in aaron. My this is A. A. I know that man, and this is the problem with Aaron Rodgers going there because he, I mean it's going to steal that. He- that guy was stealing the headlines for years in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now he's in New York City. You now he's in the number one market in the entire world, and so yeah, well, the country, world might be overstating it. The point is that we're not going to stop talking about the New York Jets anytime soon, and we're not going to stop talking about Aaron Rodgers anytime soon. But Greeny host of greenie mike greenberg here on espn radio although i'm shocked that Greeny was hosting Greeny in august uh, he's been in this game long <laughs> enough to know that's not how it works for the big wigs around here but okay Greeny decided to show up uh in august and he decided to host his show and he said that he thinks all of this outside noise around the jets is going to be a distraction
3: if there's one thing that i'm a little concerned about it's that the jets seem to me to be very concerned about all the things that are said about them and all the things that are being done around them. And none of those things make a damn bit of difference. So the reality is the Jets have a tough schedule. They've got six tough games at the very beginning, and they need not to get buried. That's what they need to worry about. The Jets need to come out of those first six games at worst, two and four, and I'm really hoping for three and three. If they do, then I think they have a chance to really get something done this year. But they could get buried, and they need to spend absolutely no energy worrying about what's Sean Payton says, or what talk shows say, or anybody else.
1: Important correction here. Mike Greenberg was actually a guest on Greenie yesterday. <laughs> he,
4: yeah, he was, it was not hosting
1: Greenie, which would have been shocking what? to me on August 1st what? if Greenie had been hosting Greenie.
2: <laughs> well, you know, for people out there, you got to know this it's about amazing. my guy Greenie. okay? First off, Mike Greenberg is the biggest Jets fan to ever exist. He has put himself pretty much on the Hall of Fame list of Jets fans to ever be a fan. Like, he's, he's up there with the best of the best. So, I mean, when, when Aaron Rodgers says anything about him, he's going to post it. He's going to hold his hands over his heart. He may shed a tear, damn it. He is that much invested in this team. But also, he kind of reminds me of a worry wart, right? Like, it, it, a person that just gets everything all of a becomes so much more because he's so invested in the team. But the reality of the situation, Amber, is that Nathaniel Hackett didn't say anything nefarious or anything out of the pocket about Sean Payton. They didn't start the fight. Sean Payton had some crude words to say about Nathaniel Hackett. Aaron Rodgers came to the rescue of a guy that, frankly, he may have wanted to be in Denver with in the first place, but he then found the Jets, got Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets. That is his guy. He's going to back his guy. And then, by the way, Nathaniel Hackett has to defend himself, can you imagine if the thing like didn't say anything like no way Like guys are cut from a different cloth. I don't want the typical coaches speak. Well, you know, I'm just here to do my job and you know, I just see, I, I can't worry about the outside noise. No. Okay. Outside noise. Yeah. I, I bet it was going to come my way. Regardless. We live in a glass house. I know what time it is. I'll see you on October 8th when we play and I'm used to it. Fine. Great. Thank you. We'll utilize it to our advantage.
1: Greenie sounds like a man who has agita because of his Jets fandom, and he should. (laughs) There are many things in life that have gone very well for Mike Greenberg. Being a Jets fan ain't one of them. And that's the reality that Mike Greenberg faces. So, of course, as a Jets fan, as a long-suffering Jets fan, he's thinking, how is this also going to go wrong? Like, now I have the guy who's a multi-time MVP at the helm. I have a team that is loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. How is this? going to go wrong and it's a fair question to be asking there is a lot of noise around this team I could see that being a concern for a lot of teams with a lot of younger quarterbacks in the league this is a guy who's 38 years old in Aaron Rodgers right or 39 maybe I think he just turned We're talking about a quarterback that's darn near 40. Anyway, you cut it. He's been in the league for so long that he's been playing as long as his head coach has been coaching. This is a guy who's not going to be distracted by the noise, Jay. like This ain't Aaron Rodgers' first rodeo. He didn't come to the Jets to get distracted by the outside noise. It's not going to be a problem for him. Now I know he's got a young team around him, but they've got that guy as a leader in the locker room. And so there will be noise around this team. I don't think we're causing the noise. I think the situation is causing the noise. It's Aaron Rodgers. There are a few names bigger in the entire game than Aaron Rodgers. There's few figures that give us more headlines and more content in the entire NFL than Aaron Rodgers. And now he's there. He's on that team. And because of that, we're going to be talking about the Jets. Like my now, I am a long-suffering sports radio host having to talk about the Jets <laughs> day in and day out, and that's not going to change. I knew the second Aaron Rodgers said he was going to New York, you
2: knew what that's, time it was.
1: I knew what time it was for the next year, probably too. I knew what time it was. You know,
2: but the, look, if you're a, if you're a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl, there's going to be noise around your team.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is, is this noise going to be amplified? Maybe a little bit more. But that comes with the territory, Amber. Like, you know, it's – you have Aaron Rodgers. Like, for all the reasons you just stated, you're in New York City. People are going to take shots. People want to see you fail. There was this – I forgot the other day I was uh, was online. And I've heard Coach K talk about it, but this example that I'm about to tell really epitomized what the Jets are going through. So it was some scientists and some, you know, I I think it was – Einstein that came up with this theory and a a teacher at school was telling it to his students and he wrote down uh, a times table on the board and he said, you know, nine times one equals seven, nine times two equals 18, nine times three equals 27, nine times four equals 30, you know, it it goes through 36, he goes through the whole, you know, list, right? And every other one with the exception of nine times one is correct. And it goes all the way to nine times 10 equals 90. And everybody's laughing at the board. And the teacher says, stop. I want everybody, tell me why you're laughing at my chart that you see on the table, on, on the board. And I, kid's are like, well, because you're, you're an idiot. Nine times one doesn't equal seven, equals nine. And his whole point was, you see, the world is only going to pinpoint your one mistake. I could have nine out of 10 correct. You're not going to get applauded for it. You're, you're not going to get paid extra for it. it the world is going to point out towards that one thing that you got wrong and try to tell you that your whole existence is based upon that thing that you got wrong. And I'm trying to tell you that's not the way the world works. Focus on what you got right. And that is the biggest lesson that I've learned playing at Duke, playing at Chicago Bulls, all these teams for anybody that's one at a high level. It's that the media, fans, they're going to try to pinpoint that one thing. Oh, look at you. It's all going wrong. You're like, I just did 9,000 things right. And all we're going to do is we're going to focus on what we did right. Because we're going to play through our mistakes. And it's such a valuable lesson that I think the Jets fans, I mean, sure, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, you don't think they focus on the positive instead of the slight negative that people try to turn it into something bigger? Like, that is how ultimate achievers continue to strive for success.
1: Yeah, you can't put your self worth on the negative. You could look at the negative and try to improve that one thing that you got wrong, right? But also recognize all the things that you got right in the equation. It's a lot of what they say with social media when they do all of the the psychological studies of how social media affects us and it, humans are always apparently we're more predisposed to look at the one negative comment so you know you could have on social media 30 people write you and say Jay Williams is the best he's the best sports radio host I've ever listened to and then there's one guy that's like I hate this guy get him off my radio he stinks. and it's the psychology behind it is you're going to remember that one negative comment and so when you're living in this social media world you have to have the mental fortitude to sort of recognize that and and know better and no better than to just focus on that one troll, there's going to be a lot of trolls surrounding this New York Jets team because of where the expectations now are going to be from this team. A lot of people were saying last season, this team's one quarterback away, right? One mm-hmm. Zach Wilson's the problem. It's just Zach Wilson. It, Mike White wasn't the answer. If we actually just had an answer at that position, this team has so much talent. Well... Now you've got the answer at that position. So if it ends up also not working and this team doesn't live up to the expectations once again, it'll be Robert Sala, right, on the chopping block. It'll be the coaches that end up going next. It's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, probably, that shoulders the blame. But Aaron Rodgers makes the scrutiny louder and makes the light shine brighter.
2: And by the way, Amber, just for your reference, because I know you're in South Florida, when I said nine times one equals seven, if you could have seen the look... On Pat Castillo's face, and and, and also Alan Gates, who look, did he just say nine times one equals? Seven? We, we were
1: just playing into the rap we that you know gave you so exactly. ready. We
5: were so ready to start dragging you. We were like, did he what? What did he see? just say? Can we cut that? We gotta run, run that back. cut and that. Then cut that hand, run that hand back.
1: You brought it full
2: circle. That's a real team, though. Real team. You know, let's let's expose all the failures and then put it on social media. Mm-hmm.
1: That is what we do around here. though. In fairness. That fair. Jerry no, does no, a brilliant job of see. that.
2: <laughs> Nuno's see. back here. He goes. Was I wrong? He oh, threw his god. hands up. See, Nuno.
1: Oh my god, Nuno. Nuno, dirty. We
2: are. We Nuno's are,
1: playing dirty today.
2: Alan, get the bleep button ready.
1: Wait a second. The FCC is still listening, Jay. Still listening.
2: I, Nuno, I'm. I'm a. I'm a kick your ass outside. I'm a. I'm a We're fighting. (laughs) I deserve it. Why'd you (laughs) put the beep? I didn't even say anything. I just got to make
4: sure it works.
2: Get your together. Beep that. Where were you? Every time I start talking and I tell you the beeps, that's why I'm going to get in your ass.
1: (laughs) What just happened? Timing's a little off on this. (laughs) There's a 10-second delay. (laughs) Now we're all delayed. Now we're dropped. Now nobody can hear us. (laughs) Of all the beeps.
2: Taking a break.
1: (laughs) I feel like we need to regroup. As a show, we need to regroup. Jay and Nuno may need to fight in the hallway during the break. But coming up next, after they fight, after they duke it out, our two-a-days will continue. So they are going to have to come back because we have to do this. The Bucks. Who's going to replace Tom Brady? We will get to that next.
5: To get ten percent off your first month, that's BetterHelp h-e-l-p. dot slash unsportsmanlike.
0: This is ESPN Radio.
5: Hey, let's go do our job, man.
0: NFL Nation Today. Time is here on ESPN Radio. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
5: 58!
3: Go.
4: I'm Jenna Lane covering the Bucks. With Tom Brady's retirement, all attention turns to the quarterback competition between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask, if you call it a competition. The coaching staff is, though, despite Mayfield clearly having an edge at practices in June. We'll see if that changes. Coach Todd Bowles told me he wouldn't be rewarding anyone a job in shirts and shorts, and he said he's also not concerned that naming a starter in camp or the preseason versus earlier means lesser reps. For the eventual winner, reps that are very much needed with so much change.
0: Countdown down, to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio.
4: The
1: story of the Tampa Bay Bucks. It, first of all, it feels like when we have these, these people who cover these teams for NFL Nation, all these beat men and women, right? <laughs> that... They always start with the quarterback position because that is the story of most of these teams. And it's got to be the story of the Tampa Bay Bucs there, like Jenna said, after the departure and the retirement of Tom Brady. And there's question marks. They do bring in Baker Mayfield. They already had Kyle Trask there. It feels like a quarterback competition between those two guys. But also, Jay, I don't know if it matters (laughs) because this Bucs team, I mean, it feels like it's about to be tough sledding for Tampa Bay this season.
2: Yeah, look, I I don't even have them in a wild card hunt. Um, you know, sometime for Coach Ball's like I I'm curious if he will continue to be the head coach moving forward after the season mm-hmm. considering how things were last year at Granite winning the division with 8 wins, but um you know, it, it feels like this is going to be the Saints division to run away with. I think the Panthers will be close. I actually think the Panthers are going to be quite good, uh better than what people are giving them credit for even with Bryce Young if he can stay healthy. Uh, I just, I want to see Baker Mayfield win. Obviously, for, look, uh, from somebody that's had to go through growth challenges as a young person, dealing with fame, dealing with, you know, being part of a franchise, um, watching his journey, seeing how that locker room reacted to him in Cleveland, paying attention to him becoming a journeyman within the league. Uh, there's a part of me that's rooting for him to win and to get that spot. But I I just don't know if I see it, Amber. And uh, at the end of the day, when you have youth like Kyle Trask, I I do see him playing under center at some point later in the season when they're just going to throw their hands up and be like, why don't we give our reps to the young guy And, and see what we have building towards the future?
1: It's funny to think of Baker as not the young guy anymore, yeah, but right? you're right. I mean, and he certainly has been around. And when you're talking about how he finished the his year last year in Los Angeles, he actually finished it quite well, right? He looked maybe like he could be poised for a bit of a resurgence here, and it's possible that happens in Tampa. I do expect him to win the starting job initially over Kyle Trask, but this one's hard for me because I also tend to root for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is one of those players that I just think because of the star power, and yeah, he came in of the league with that star power. Maybe he didn't totally earn it in terms of his NFL record, but he has that thing. He has that it factor, right? He's the best actor in the entire NFL. You know, Mm -hmm. I want more commercials with Baker Mayfield. That only happens if Baker Mayfield becomes a starting quarterback again in the NFL and actually pans out. I mean, that's the reality of it. But because I feel like he's got that superstar power and that it factor, I feel like it would be better for the league if he was very good at the quarterback position. I think he ends up being the starter there in Tampa, But that doesn't make me feel great about Tampa's chances by any means. It doesn't make me feel like it's because Baker has had some massive resurgence in his career. And it also doesn't make me feel great as a Gators fan because I'm also rooting hard for Kyle Trask. Like, I'm very conflicted here because Kyle Trask, when he got drafted to that team, Jay, as a Gators fan, and I thought he looked to me... Like the years that I watched him at Florida, like he had a lot of promise in the NFL and no, he wasn't NFL ready. I mean, we're not talking about a number one pick out of the draft, but I thought this is a great situation. He's going to go to Tampa, you know, he's two hours from Gainesville, he just drives down to Tampa, sits behind Tom Brady for a while. What better situation if you're going to be a backup in the NFL to sit behind the greatest to ever do it and to learn. And I thought he was in that situation. What gives me pause about his development is the fact that Tampa had several opportunities last season in garbage time to throw Kyle Trask in there. And he wasn't even the second quarterback on that roster on that depth chart right and they weren't going to him until like garbage 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 time which Hmm. if they weren't if they were so concerned about their future after Tom Brady and they thought Kyle Trask was the answer I feel like frankly we would have seen him more this past season but we didn't and so we'll see I, I just feel like Baker sounds like the report so far very early on in training camp it looks like maybe Baker has the edge there in Tampa outside of the quarterback position forget about it we're talking about a team that won the division with a losing record it's a testament to how terrible that division was and frankly i i think still is i'm not as high on the Saints as you but regardless they lose they win it with a losing record with Tom Brady at the helm now they're not going to have Tom Brady at the helm and oh by the way because they won the division They get that schedule as a first-place division winner. So they get that first-place schedule. This schedule is a bloodbath for the Tampa Bay Bucks. It is not going to be a good season by all accounts for Tampa. They're in rebuild
6: mode. The
2: the biggest thing for me, though, is (laughs) if you win a Super Bowl, was it worth it to be all in? It's the same conversation around the Rams and Les Snead. Like, you go all in, you get a guy like Tom Brady, you have Bruce Arians, you know, you made changes, time stuck around, like, you had your time. Now it's time to rebuild. Right. So there, there's certain teams that I don't feel bad for because it ultimately culminated towards what you wanted. You got one. You know how many teams I've seen go all in and they don't get one and they're considered to be a disaster? So for me, when I look at the Bucks, I, and I, I get the division each and every year, we're going to talk about like, whoa, it's the Saints, and how about the Falcons, and I, like, all these teams. Like, and is it enough to go for it? I'm sitting there saying, well, they got one though, and, like, and and this is the price of winning a Super Bowl when you go about doing it that way.
1: And it's a price I would pay. Yes, sure, exactly. Super Bowl. Unlike Les Snead, in fairness to Tampa, they didn't say bleep them picks, right? Fair, in order to win the fair. Super Bowl. So they had eight picks in this past draft that just happened. And they used them on both sides of the ball. And it was a very obvious move towards that plan of rebuilding. They also, they let go of Leonard Fournette. They let go of some other key veteran contributors on that on that team and, and under Tom Brady's tenure there. And so they are in a building mode. I don't know if they have a quarterback on their roster to do it. They have two young quarter. I mean, Baker's still pretty young. You know, I, by all accounts, obviously they have two quarterbacks that are trying to prove themselves in their NFL career. If, if they hit on either of those guys, it's that's great moves for the bucks moving forward and they'll continue to build. They're just not, they're not going to be good. You know, this team isn't it, it's, it's a long fall from the top and they've been fallen. But that's okay. They got one. And, and I mean, by, I'll and, take it.
2: Yeah, and, and I would take way, it any day you, of the week. And you Anything know what? what? Sure. If it doesn't go well, if it doesn't go well, and it doesn't go very well, hello, Caleb Williams. Hello, right. Drake May. Right. Like, hello, Bo Nixon. Like, there, there are guys out there in this upcoming draft that are getting raved about from the quarterback position. So, it, it's this goes back into as a GM, how do we tread water? How do we capture more talent? And how do we see what we have? And by the way, we may be talking about Baker Mayfield as a veteran on the team that ends up being the second quarterback that due to his experiences could be the right person if he were willing to accept that role to help the next it quarterback for this franchise. That's it's okay. Po-
1: yeah, it's very possible. It's possible that Baker has a bit of a resurgence here. The Bucs wouldn't have brought him in if they didn't think that he had some promise. Why not? You know, and and when you're, when you're moving on from Tom Brady, I mean, yeah, most people aren't Green Bay, right? Like most people don't have Aaron Rodgers sitting behind Brett Favre, right? It, mm-hmm. That doesn't happen normally. And so, yes, there's going to be a period of time here that this thing's not going to look pretty. I agree with you. I don't know if Todd Bowles is the answer there as a head coach. Excellent coordinator. Don't know if he's the too. answer as head coach. Also don't know if he's going to get a fair shake as a head coach because, again, he's also now coaching during this rebuild time. It feels like, to me, if he was going to make it as a head, coach. He needed to do that this past season when he still had Tom Brady and he still had Leonard Fournette and he still had some of these weapons. You still have Chris Godwin. You still have Mike Evans on this team. It's not like this team is decimated since winning that Super Bowl, but it's a very different story now in 2023 than it was in 2020. And so, I,
2: I, I just hate that for, you know, we talk about the issue within the league as it relates to black head coaches and you look at the circumstances that he had last year due to injuries, you know, Ryan Jensen being out for a long period of time. Like right. there there were a lot of tough situations that still making it to the playoffs, even though it was eight wins, everybody going into that playoff matchup against the Cowboys until they got smacked, like thought they had a legit chance to win that game. Right? Uh obviously it doesn't go that way. And now you're in a rebuild and now we're questioning whether, you know, Coach is going to be around. Like I I just hate that, once again. I hate it.
1: Yeah, it's never a great situation. But also, it's hard, I think, sometimes to have a great situation when you're changing coaches, right? Now, he walked into what seemed like, initially, a very good situation – but then didn't was go. Was good? Well, it didn't go. Apart. It, it seemed like a good situation because you still had Tom Brady at the helm and you still had a large part of that championship team intact this passing season, but the injuries added up, like you said, and it was a very different story. They end up winning the division, but they do it with a losing record. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN, U, we are going to get back to your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. We want to know. What quarterback in the league do you think is poised to take that next leap? Maybe it is Baker Mayfield. Maybe it's Kyle Trask. You let us know, 888-8ESPN.
4: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get
3: it done.
6: Must be 21 plus and present in present select states. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is ESPN Radio.
1: Which quarterback is poised to take a huge leap as we enter the 2023 NFL season? We're asking you, America. That's how you join the conversation. H, say ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So Jay, let's do it. Let's hit that phone line. Lewis is calling us from Las Vegas. Lewis, who's your nomination?
0: Jimmy G, only because I don't believe in him, but, you know, that's my team. We're going to run it. Uh, please play Josh Jacobs. Please pay him. Jimmy G, do, do your job. Let's go, baby.
1: <laughs> uh, interesting how he started off with, I don't believe in him, but Jimmy G is going to take the next leap because he's rocking with his Raiders.
2: Amber, a lot of people are getting a little angry right now because you keep skipping over Zeus from Chicago.
1: Oh, I will get to Zeus from Chicago. The only reason I'm skipping over Zeus from Chicago is because his nomination is one that has been nominated by callers several times. That was the only reason. But let's get to Zeus.
0: Wait,
2: first off, don't kill the messenger. I'm just okay. repeating what Nuno told me All in right, my ear. Zeus. You know, so Go obviously ahead. Nuno, let the host do Go the ahead, host Zeus. job. Let her do her job, please. Good
4: morning, good people. How are you doing?
2: Good
1: What's morning, Zeus. Zeus.
4: Good, good, good. I just and my different. I had a different caveat I want to add to it. Um, Everybody's obvious answer is Justin Fields, but I don't trust the coaching staff in Chicago. I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan, so I'm riding with you, Amber. I'm rocking. I'm rocking. I'm rocking with the Dolphins. It's just that simple because Mike McDaniel is a genius, and defensive head coaches have not fared well with offensive-minded players in the uh, in the current 21st century. So that's my take.
1: Well, Zeus, I feel extra bad now that I skipped your call for as <laughs> long as I did. <laughs> Which Nuno must have known, because Nuno, I'm sure, screened the call. Uh, I Excellent take by Zeus. Excellent take that he's rocking with my Miami Dolphins. It's interesting, though, that he doesn't believe in Iberflus in Chicago. I don't know if I do or not. I mean, it, it, was, it was a team that was... We've said it over and over again, right? Ripped all the way down to the studs. But because it was a team that that was done to, Jay, it's very hard to evaluate... Eberflus beyond them needing another season for me to see this plan in action that Poles is put into action and see how Eberflus is able to develop. I feel like it's too soon for me to have a real opinion here on Justin Fields, although I think he's got all the tools in the toolbox. It's also way too soon for me to have a real opinion here on Eberflus or be out on him. I'm surprised that that fan's already out.
2: You know, I, I, certain fans are going to feel certain ways about franchises in their history. And, and And I get that. But like... You know, I'm a firm believer, and I know it's a college basketball example, but I remember the days when nobody thought Jay Wright was ever going to win one. Like That that was really the conversation centered around Jay Wright at Villanova. And then all of a sudden, Amber, within a span of like three or four years, it's like, is he one of the best coaches ever to coach the game of basketball? Mm -hmm. Like that's That's how quickly it could change. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like within a span of three to four years. So it's about making sure that the foundation is there, uh, regardless of whether you think pass – tendencies want to factor into what's happening this is a new regime i think you got to give them uh, an opportunity to prove what they're
1: doing if it works out correctly yeah he gets some time yeah because of what the team was working with and because of the rebuild that they had to do there in chicago triple eight say espn that's where jonathan from connecticut calls us hey jonathan who's going to take that next leap
0: i'm going to say it's going to be danny dimes for sure
1: for sure, huh? So he's going to build on this yeah. past season. Daniel Jones, you could argue, Jay, already took a leap, right, this past season. He got paid because he took the leap this past season. Do you have a belief that Daniel Jones, Jay, is going to take that next leap even further? I have a hard time with that one.
2: I, I'm, I was a firm believer, and I, I said it all throughout last season, that I thought the Giants overachieved. I thought they won a lot of games within the margins that could have easily gone the opposite way. Uh when I saw those specs set out for Saquon Barkley to hit his top number, I mean, they were pretty much career highs that he had to achieve as it relates to yards on the ground, uh receptions, things of that sort. So and he had one he had the one of the best years of his career uh last season. So can he repeat that? Can he stay healthy for another year? I think a lot of that uh once again will then translate into how Daniel Jones plays because if he's not healthy, it's going to be a long season for Daniel Jones.
1: Marcus has given us a call from West Virginia. Marcus, who's taking that next leap?
4: Hey, Amber J. How you guys doing this morning?
1: We're great, Go Marcus. Ahead. Thanks.
4: Hey, listen, I got two people. I think Justin Herbert's going to take a big leap. And I also think that's going to wake up some people.
1: Justin Herbert and Dak. So we talked about this because somebody else nominated Justin Herbert, Jay, and Justin Herbert taking a huge leap. Other than in the win loss column, I mean that would be that would be him leapfrogging like Joe Burrow, <laughs> and yeah. Maybe Patrick Mahomes. Like I mean, Justin Herbert's already there. He's already he's already that dude. At least in terms of stats. I,
2: sometimes when you're on TV or you're on radio, you get certain topics in which you think you have to fit like the answer right into how the question was asked, right? So which quarterback is poised to make a huge leap? And if you're a fan or a believer that Justin Herbert is going to take that next step, that's not really the answer. Like you're just forcing that there because it's the question. The real answer for you guys out there who are Justin Herbert fans, Brandon Staley Mm -hmm. has to take that huge leap in order for this team to go next level. I don't worry about Justin Herbert. I I more so worry about Staley and the combination between him and Kellen Moore. Can they work out correctly? And can Brandon Staley give Kellen Moore the autonomy to truly let him do what he does with a quarterback of Justin Herbert's
5: caliber?
1: I think similarly, Dak Prescott isn't necessarily a quarterback that we think of as, oh, this guy still has the potential to take some like huge leap in terms of any of the given categories. Like the leap that Dak Prescott needs to take is in the win-loss column in the postseason, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the leap that we're all waiting for. Is for Dak to actually win when it matters most, and as a quarterback, he's just—he's been in the league for a long time. We've seen Dak Prescott. Can he be better than he was last season? Sure, from an individual perspective. But I don't know if Dak needs a huge leap. He just needs really the huge leap in terms of actually doing the winning. Triple Eight, say ESPN Scott in New Jersey. Who you got?
0: Hey guys, well I'm glad I gratified you with my sandwich yesterday, but today I'm gonna tell you about (laughs) Jared Goff. Okay. Okay. Jared Goff. I think he would make the biggest leap simply because they've restructured a lot of the things with the Lions, and I think he's poised in order to do better. I
4: like the run that he made at the end. I definitely like when he beat Aaron Rodgers. So I think that this next year, a lot of positivity.
1: Jared Goff is a quarterback that I could definitely see taking another step. I mean, he already took a step this past season, right? A lot of people thought Jared Goff, like – it just totally wrote it off it was It was the system in l a it is just it 's going he 's going to go to Detroit and fade into oblivion there and he was impressive this past season on a lion 's team that overall I think was unimpressive, considering some people had expectations for that team. I'm not one who's ever been as high on the Lions, Jay, but I actually was impressed by Jared Goff and what he looked like in Detroit. I could see him taking another step forward. I don't know. A huge leap might be overstating it, but it, but sure.
2: You know, there's a tendency sometimes for me when I, when I see everybody jumping on one team saying, oh, this is going to be it for the team. like I'm like, ah. It just makes me caution myself a little bit, and I kind of feel that's the case with Detroit. People want Detroit to be... Good. And I'm not saying that Detroit yes. doesn't have the pieces to be good. They they definitely do. But I just, I'm a little bit more in a wait and see
3: mm-hmm.
2: with how Detroit pans out, especially with the way their schedule opens up. So I, I think Jared Goff has talent. I, I do not look at Jared Goff as a Sean McVay Jared Goff. I think this is a, a new version, a new iteration of himself. I, I just, I'm still at a wait and see type of thing with him and that team.
1: I am so with you. I, I don't know what it's been the last year and a half or so, but people just want so... that. I, so I swear it's Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks. Like, I swear that it's just like a lot of people watch Hard yep. Knocks and they fell in love with Dan Campbell because he's great with the one-liners. And because of that, they want him to be an excellent head coach and they want Detroit to be really good. And I am with you. I just... I don't think they're going to be bad,
6: but I just don't get it. It's like, let's
1: all all settle down a little bit. Coming up next, we're going to stick with this. Which quarterback is poised to take that next huge leap? Triple eight, say ESPN. More of your calls next.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com.
6: Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
0: This is ESPN Radio.
1: If you're not watching ha- us on ESPNU, boy, are you missing out. Because I don't know, I, I mean, Jay, honestly, like how, how many photos did you take when you joined the Chicago Bulls?
2: I mean, have you seen this? Fa- no, I'm joking. Um, apparently a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know, Amber. You, you become a pick in the draft and they're like hey do a photo shoot wearing your Chicago Bulls stuff so it's
1: like the you know, longest photo shoot in the history of photo shoots there are so many photos yeah, this, that, of this, Jay Williams that one right now at being you I don't
2: I don't like it doesn't yeah, I don't like this one either yeah <laughs> I, I don't like a lot of them frankly um but what am I supposed to do not take the photo
1: you know? uh, no I'm not sure you had a choice and all these years later it is absolute gold for us so if you want to see uh, a baggy clothed, uh, very young Jay Williams, who also appears to be slightly sweaty in every photo. Check out ESPN. It's, you. it's like they pulled it.
5: someone from like the local college, and we're like, take, we need someone to take these pictures for Jay. <laughs> he's going to do all these weird poses, but it's fine. For hey. some reason, he's really
1: sweaty. He just came off the court. Hey, Williams, please
2: Amber, please put your hand on your head. Amber, sir. I'm going to say this. Amber, was I was I the smoothest cat? No, I was Wait. not. But I've seen some other cats in the league who were doing things way different. I was like, oh, if they doing it like that, then I, I'm going to do just fine.
1: Oh, man. The, what, they're doing you so dirty when they put the bobble head up well, that next is, to that one photo. It's a because, comparison
2: to the hairlines. That's well, the problem. And I got Spock ears, too. I can hear from long distances, man. I'm telling you.
1: You did start this whole conversation by telling us that you thought they got the bobblehead wrong because the bobblehead, they did your hairline dirty. But when we're doing the exact side-by-side comparison like we're doing right now on ESPN, you f- seems pretty dead on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You're right. <laughs>
1: But your arms are right. Even on your bobblehead, look at that. Okay. Look how cut your arms are on that bobblehead.
2: I'm here for the compliments, Amber. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) I've never had in my life. Build me up, up, please.
3: I love the one where you're leaning on the weight in the weight room. They're like, Jay, grab that 20 and lean on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's only a 20. That's amazing. This is the problem,
2: though. See, you you can't do anything. In the background, like everything, you know, back then. I mean, it still is to this day. But now I'm in a, a lot more control of what I decide to Yo, put on the internet, though. Sitting crisscross with ankle socks on <laughs> in a ring light circle is nasty business, Talk. Like, I mean,
0: it's, <laughs> What did it's, they say prior to taking that pick? Yeah, like, really, hey, uh, like,
2: what is that? A little bit more crisscross, fam. You're not really crossed enough.
1: And that's the thing. There's so many different sets that you're using in this photo shoot as well. This thing, I, it had to have been an eight-hour-long photo shoot. It
2: was all day. It was like, uh, well, the, the best, though, is that if you could have seen Yao Ming's, Yao Ming, it, it, Drew Gooden was the best because Drew just did all, all gang signs in his. And they're like, Drew, you can't do <laughs> you gang can't signs. Do and I'm like, Drew, come on, come on, man. Like, it's all, it's all, like, everybody taking photographers, nobody was black, and Drew's doing gang signs. And I'm like, Drew. <laughs> Drew, please. West side, cuz.
1: That maybe worked out for him, though, though. because we probably don't have the picture. Like, we wouldn't be able to play the picture. That's right.
2: (laughs) So, Drew was smart. Drew Drew had the blueprint before it was even out. Drew's like, oh, they ain't going to post these. Now,
1: they're not bringing this back up in 20 years. Look at me
2: responding to these.
1: Hey, jokes on all of us because none of us were the second pick in the draft in order to have a Sears catalog style photo shoot with the Chicago Bulls. 888-8ESPN. That is how you join the conversation. Jay is calling us from Ohio. Hey, Jay, what's up? Go ahead.
3: Hey, what's
0: up? I actually got a couple questions for Jay Will. What you got, baby? Uh, But look, um, well, I do want to say it's going to be Dak Prescott to make the biggest jump. People forget before he got injured, he threw 37 touchdowns. And ten interceptions, but people forget that. But anyway, I got a homeboy Jay Will that he told me to ask you. And every time I called you, are never there. Do you remember him from Nike Camp? His name is Isaac Jefferson. He went to West High School in yeah. Columbus, Ohio, the same high school Michael Red went to. Yeah,
2: I remember Isaac. How's then, he doing?
0: Yeah, yeah, he all right, doing great. He got a couple um, trucks and stuff. And then I want to ask you another thing. I got a- I got a homeboy down you were in North Carolina. And um, he don't believe how good Esteban Weaver was. He was like two Yo. classes before you. He, fall, he also was down here in Columbus, Ohio. Do you remember Esteban Weaver? Esteban
2: Weaver was one of the realest I've seen in a while. Like, low-key. Thank like, you. <laughs> had, had, had the whole package, man. By the way, three, like two throwback names for me. Isaac and then Esteban. <laughs> you what? We, got, we really got cats calling us to the show that know me today, okay? Yeah, this is we're a
1: very personal it. show for Jay Williams today. We have gotten numerous Jay Williams stories, a lot of throwback around Jay Will today. Uh, Jeff is calling us from Nova Scotia. I've never been Nova able to say. Scotia. Right. I've never been able to have at All my years in radio, I've never, I don't think, had a caller from Nova Scotia. So here we go. Hey, Jeff, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Go ahead.
3: Hey, guys. Morning. How are you?
1: Morning. We're great. Doing great How's Nova Jeff? Scotia?
3: Nova Scotia, Canada, baby. Yeah. j Real, right. just really quick. I'm, at, I'm actually driving through construction here. j Real, really quick Duke fan all my life because okay. I started when UNLV beat them, and I hated Larry Johnson in that Sports Illustrated article. Duke I, I do all love the way. UNLV, though. Number two, predict. Pardon me?
2: I love UNLV. Jerry and one of the best. <laughs> one of the best. I, I, I can uh, be listen, honest. I, I, Jeff, I can be honest, I can love my school and then also love the school that beat my school.
3: I know, but they're the reason I chose to go for you. So All it's right. a big thing for me. All right. Uh, my, my biggest leap was going to be Jared Goff when you were talking about it, but I just want to pick on a coaching that could make the biggest leap for a quarterback. So I'm going to go with Eric Biemini going to Washington. Can he make Sam Howe make a leap? And secondary to that, can Washington actually do anything? And guess what? I'm a stinky Cowboys fan, but I'm just wondering.
2: And <laughs> hey, by the way, Amber, if Eric Bieniemy is able to make Sam Howe right. that guy yeah. in the NFC Least, like the way we talked about, which is a huge opportunity, obviously that defense needs to come around, and we'll see what version of Chase Young we get back. Mm-hmm. But obviously with Gibson and McLaurin, uh, by the way, shout out to The Pivot. I saw a great podcast with them and Terry McLaurin the other day. You should check it out. I learned a lot about Terry. But um if he's able to do that with Sam Howell, whew, wow, then all, all the proof will be in that pudding because then everything that everybody's been telling me about Eric B for the longest time will be proving correctly. But still that's that's a huge on taking right there. That's a project.
1: I mean we're talking about a guy who we saw play one game, week yeah. 18 yeah. last season. He was okay, you know. I, I, he's a quarterback that not uh, not a highly touted recruit coming out. We're not talking about a top draft pick, but he actually was supposed to be going into that His last season there, he was supposed to originally be a a top-of-the-draft kind of guy. I mean, there was that conversation surrounding him at one point uh, and then disappointing senior year there. I, It's possible. I don't know. I don't have any thoughts on Sam Howell. I mean, it's Sam Howell. Like, I...
2: Can I give you another no one offense. that I thought of that nobody's really talked about today? <laughs>
1: Highly offensive, but no offense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Whenever
2: somebody says, don't take offense, you're like, oh, here it comes. Here comes a slight. I just
1: took a blowtorch to Sam Hall <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm like, no offense, buddy. <laughs> well, please not tuned in.
2: Uh, another one I just want to state before we get out here is, and i I'm throw it out, because I, I truly believe Kyle Shanahan's ability to change the way we look at quarterbacks, Sam Darnold. Yes. Sam Darnold. Low yeah. key, that's one that people should be paying attention to. Just understanding, like, you know, watching... Trey Lance and his pick going viral. Uh, I I think Sam Darnold is a guy that understands how to play. Maybe wrong situations, wrong time. I'm I'm not saying that he was going to be the quarterback that people are him out to be, but having Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan around can change the way you might view Sam Darnold.
1: They even brought in a fourth quarterback there uh, in San Francisco. I can't even remember his name right now, but they are like shook in San Francisco in terms of quarterback depth. And so yes, now they have. Brock Purdy, it appears, cleared, ready to play. I think that's best case scenario if you're a 49ers fan, is that the seven games that we saw him when he played so well last season, that wasn't a flash in the pan. But Sam Darnold, certainly also a viable option there. If you feel like uh, you can get that resurgence out of his career in Kyle Shanahan's system, I don't know where any of that leaves. Like Trey Lance. I yeah. feel a little... It's weird that I feel better about Sam Darnold I don't think Trey, Lance. Trey Lance. That ain't good. I
2: mean, that's how I feel about Nuno, though. Oh uh, well, I That, that makes him sense. In the parking lot.
1: Certainly after today.
2: He's one of those guys. Hey, Jay, no offense, but
0: maybe your head wasn't right after the the bike accident. This is ESPN Radio.
6: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two,